Welcome, everyone, to Raised Evangelical. I am your host, Stephanie McCowan, and I am joined today by my friend, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> uh, as good as can be expected with the yeah. climate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I mean, real quickly, how are you all holding up? I mean, it has been a hell of a six months, and I know yeah. it's... Yeah. So things are pretty wild here. Um, I am a mother and uh, my partner and I just bought a house um, mm. and we live in Trump country. So yes. um, that makes life really interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, with uh, COVID and everything, my four-year-old is, you know, she struggles not getting to go out and see everybody all the time, but we do a lot of video chatting and we're thankful for that and um and for grammy yeah. and all those things so you know we're doing the best that we can we're also uh working pretty hard to get the vote out um we're hey can i make a plug am i allowed to do that do we have locals on oh there? absolutely go <laughs> okay. for it um so anyway <laughs> i i inadvertently got myself involved in a in a youth michigan um like a get out the vote to the youth in michigan so um on october 3rd uh in charlevoix in you know the big park down there um we mm -hmm. are trying to get young people ages 18 to 25 uh registered to vote it's a totally uh non event um so we hope that people will get that out more to uh young people just to let them know how important it is um that this is basically our our primary civic duty and we need to we need yeah. to do what is asked of us so Anyway, so that's, that's, that's so, so I just tend to get myself involved in projects, uh, even though <laughs> I don't have any time, but it's important to me. So here we are. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's great. And I really think that, I mean, young people have, there are so many young people who are el eligible to vote this year. They really could change the outcome we're all fearing in November. Absolutely. And well, I think that's, yeah. I, and, and that's the whole point of it is that, um, I, I think a lot of times young people don't realize that uh, these things do affect them. And if there has mm -hmm. uh, ever been an election, even in uh, my history, this is probably the one. I mean, if they're, uh, if even their social media presence and so on and so forth is beginning to be affected uh, by the current administration, if they don't realize, um, you know, to to some people that may seem like, oh, whatever, but actually that's your freedom of speech. And so uh, right. these it's, I think it's really important for kids to understand, I shouldn't be calling them kids, young people to understand mm -hmm. um, their, the constitution. I mean, that's why we learn about it. And, and I think we take it for granted in schools that, well, we don't yeah. necessarily need to learn about this because we're the land of the free and these things will never be taken away from us. But actually mm -hmm. um, with, with current events, that may not be the case. Um, so I really hope that yeah. young people uh, feel as motivated um, to get out there, um, especially mm -hmm. with, Events. So, yes. Sorry yeah, about this, that little this... little separate rant. No, that's of, fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's important. I mean, I think this election cycle, um, it's so fraught with worry. Yes. I'm feeling more hopeful now than I was a couple months ago. In sure, fact, sure. I feel a little more hopeful every day because I'm seeing more and more people who are deciding that they're not going to toe the party line and they're going to vote in ways they never have before because we are in such a crisis. Yes. Absolutely. Um, you know, so that, I mean, and that segues right into what we're here to talk about today. Um, 
I invited you here because first of all, um, I feel like I need to apologize for my audio. I'm not recording where I normally do because I can't, I normally record in, in a closet, <laughs> but <laughs> my, I, yes, this is, you know, so I had surgery on my foot in June. I'm still recovering and just sitting in any, any tight position for very long is very, sure. very uncomfortable. So Absolutely. I'm yep. recording out in the wilds of my bedroom area. So. Yes. Well, in, in, so the audio <laughs> and I'm in my kitchen, so hopefully it'll, it's okay on my, but <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, so if the audio is wonky, that's why. But anyway, so this election, you know, the primaries were a, a wild ride, I think, for a, a lot of us. Um, I don't know that any of us could say with full honesty that, you know, we're absolutely thrilled with the way things turned out. I don't know anybody who's saying that. Um, my concern is people who are still in it, you know, toward the end of September saying they're undecided and how they're going to vote and people who did not get the candidates that they wanted. So they're either not voting at all or they're voting in a way that will definitely help ensure a second term of Donald Trump. And I don't sure. think any of us want that. <laughs> so, you know, I just want you in your own way to share why you're voting how you are and how you got to that place where you're doing that with a completely, you know, you're, you're okay with that choice. Um, so it's probably important to, I don't even know if I'm uh, necessarily who your readers are. I know it's pretty broad um, or listeners. <laughs> I, I know, well, cause you're an author and uh, you do your podcast. So um, mm-hmm. I find that it's important for me to say, well, I'm, I'm a progressive. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually consider myself to be an independent. Uh, I probably, you know, I tend to often get lumped into a category of being a Democrat just because we live in a two party system that, mm-hmm. um, people tried to align me one way or another, um, which, which can be very frustrating, uh, for someone yeah. like me. Um, I find that as a progressive, uh, I'm, I'm trying to pick my words. So just bear with me for a minute. Um, your listeners should also understand that I'm autistic. And, uh, so, you know, we, we're an autistic neurodiverse family. So sometimes words, uh, Mm -hmm. are a bit of a struggle anyway. Um, but that's actually relevant to the conversation that we are a neurodiverse family as a disabled family. Um, this current election is pretty, um, concerning for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, sorry, let me try to get back on track here. That's but okay. as as a progressive, I find um, I, I don't want to start off too negative, but it actually does go in a positive direction. Uh, in the last mm-hmm. two um, primary cycles, I do think uh, progressives have been pushed out uh, by the DNC. I do think that um, the the needs and concerns of uh, progressives, but also young people have been somewhat uh, ignored. I think that the DNC likes to go what they consider to be very safe, which actually hasn't worked in their favor by um, tending to push for very moderate Democrats. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what, what of course, is disheartening uh, for a lot of young people who are very politically motivated and who um, are very well educated is that around the world, we are the only 
nation like ours that considers um, progressives to be like super far left. And I know that we are at the mercy of um, an administration, but also even um, along party lines that uh, any progressive gets called this like crazy liberal left, you know, and, and this kind of thing. Um, so I know that the DNC is very concerned about like somehow attaching themselves to progressive values. However, um, we're the only industrialized nation that doesn't have uh, universal health care. And we don't, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, there's just so much at play here. We, we're, we're a very right. tricky situation. So anyway, um, it's, it's been very disheartening. It's been very frustrating. I understand people in, I guess, my camp or whatever that would yeah. uh, want to even step away from the system. And to be honest, there are times that I absolutely have wanted to do that as well. Um, I do mm -hmm. feel that Bernie Sanders, like I said, was um, kind of gypped the last two elections. And I, and I would also say that the DNC is partly responsible. And I say partly because there's way more at work here uh, in the United States of America <laughs> than just that. Uh, but for the mm -hmm. current climate that we're in, I think the DNC also needs to take responsibility for that um, or mm -hmm. for their part in that. Anyway, having said that, um, as a progressive, <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. If we were not in a situation where I legitimately felt um, <laughs> that uh, our constitutional values were at stake, and even, and I know that um, for some of your listeners, this might uh, not appeal, but uh, maybe more for a progressive uh, Christian base to understand that um, the notion that our our country was founded on Christian principles, um, then also, you must extrapolate from that that the Constitution is based out of Christian values. So uh, if our Constitution is uh, at stake, if we're uh, approaching a constitutional crisis, and also, um, by extension, I think that our Christian values as a nation, if we want to say that, are also um, at stake here. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that it's a, we're in very dangerous territory. And yes. in my lifetime, um, even in my uh, parents and grandparents, I don't think we've ever been in a place where, like, I uh, fully acknowledge um, that people of color uh, have always been in a, um, a life or death situation in this country. I, I don't know a better way to say it right now. Um, they've, mm -hmm. They certainly don't enjoy the same uh, rights as uh, we as white people do. Um, I, mm -hmm. I acknowledge that there's been a lot of uh, disenfranchised people um, throughout history, but the, the situation, and, and I don't think that buts are ever appropriate, but, <laughs> but, right. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but what I'm getting at here mm -hmm. is that the choice that we have to make is, and I think we're all so sick of this two party system, right? We're so sick of um, Democrats and Republicans. And honestly, to me, they're one in the mm -hmm. same. <laughs> for the most part, they just kind of toe that same line. They don't go too far uh, one notch one way or the other. But mm -hmm. uh, the current administration is not a conservative uh, administration. They're not a Republican administration. They actually, um, well, they're they're fiscally, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have a polite word to mm -hmm. say that either. I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, the, the right. deficit and where we're at, I mean, none of these are... Uh, are are based on 
any of the desires of actual tax paying Americans. It's just, I, mm-hmm. I know I'm totally out on tangents at this point. I apologize. Um, I just think that we're in such a dangerous place that all people at this point need to stand up and say, okay, uh, we recognize that maybe our needs aren't being met by the current two party system, which is where I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. But we have a choice between a dictatorship and the two party system that we have uh, I'm saying this sarcastically, but enjoyed uh, for the last, you know, hundred years or so. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that it's, it's beyond this, this election, essentially for me, we need to get back to the status quo in order to make mm-hmm. any progress in any which direction we want. Um, I, yes, yep. I think that the ultimate goals are there to say like, let's get out of the two party system. Let's uh, stop voting between, between the two wings of the same bird and all of that. Um, but mm-hmm. But right now, we're at a point where all of our constitutional rights are on the line. Um, I at least believe in in Joe Biden enough and uh, his history to say that he will do his best to stand up for the little guy. He will do his best mm-hmm. to ensure our constitutional rights. Um, I always think it's really funny, too, when some of these, uh, you know, when they talk about the rich, uh, the the point zero one percent of our population um that has such astronomical amounts of money um (laughs) you know those those people uh are essentially running the show here and when everybody's trying to fight about the difference between republicans and democrats they're not actually uh these things that they're spewing aren't actually anything that's relevant to them personally for instance, uh, right. when we talk about Joe Biden, it's very easy to for people to be like, he's going to raise your taxes. Actually, that's not the case. We actually did any of the research, uh, which most people also are too lazy to do that. Uh, but Joe mm-hmm. Biden uh, is only saying that, hey, guess what? I would actually like to try and lower uh, taxes for anyone who's making less than $400,000 a year, which I'll be honest, I don't know very many people that actually fall within that bracket of over $400,000 a year. Um, (laughs) And that's what's always very bizarre to me, particularly in northern Michigan, where I live. Um, The amount of people who like fight tooth and nail, you know, my taxes, my money. And uh, I, I would I would actually love to have an opportunity to sit down and talk with some of these people about where is it that you think that your tax dollars are going? Because it's right. not actually uh, other poor people, you know, it's, it's corporate welfare, it's the military industrial complex, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the the massive scale of this, you know, it's, these are the kind of people who are like, well, I don't want my money going to the public school or to this or that. And, and they don't realize that um, in the national budget, it's, it's literally just pennies, <laughs> you know, going right. towards things yep. like food stamps and whatever, you know. Um, so really, if if they wanted to actually not just spout a party line, they would do the research and they would be complaining about where those funds are going, um, you know, in astronomical amounts. Yeah. And some of that also goes into. Um, so this is where, you know, progressives and uh, actual Democrats, you know, may differ. But but again, I don't think they actually differ. I think that if people really got down to it, they would be pushing more uh, like hardline Democrats that I know. Uh, would push more for, for instance, campaign finance reform. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't seem, you know, I think it's just a difference of thinking what the biggest issues are. Um, That to me is probably a primary issue, which it's not like a 
put it this way, it's not a sexy issue to talk about campaign right. finance reform. But but yeah. what people um, and the reason for that is people don't know what we're actually talking about. Um, we as taxpayers, we pay our congressmen and women. Um, you know, we pay our politicians. We pay you know from the governors to you know senators and you know onto the presidency. We are paying uh, for this and it's actually not working for us. So I, I know people talk about this mm -hmm. a lot when they're talking about police and so on and so forth, but uh, we are actually their boss <laughs> in a matter of speaking. Right. Um, but somehow yep. we've gotten into this political system where we're not uh, the boss anymore, but we're paying the bill, <laughs> which is really bizarre. Yeah. Um, and that's why, obviously, again, getting back to why our vote is so important. Um, really, the American people need to become better educated um, and, and by mm -hmm. that, I also will say, I'm not talking about necessarily news outlets. I'm saying really do the research, understand the history, mm -hmm. understand what we're talking about, come up with your own ideas and not yeah. what's being spouted at you. And that's why when people say it's important yeah. to get news from a variety of sources, um, I will admit that, uh, my autism probably <laughs> helps with some mm -hmm. of this, um, just because mm -hmm. Uh, it tends to be a special interest for me to really dig in, um, see the connections and not just kind of accept uh, what's always been told to me. Um, mm -hmm. Let me also say, mm -hmm. which I find to be so astounding, is that we're in a position where these are people like, you know, it, it's why people keep bringing up the 1984 thing, you know, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they keep mm -hmm. saying like the people who are spouting at all of the rest of us that fake news and blah, 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 you know, when they're the yeah. people actually listening to the fake news. It's the people who right. are claiming the word sheep who are turning around, you know, who, who are the actual sheep, you know, like, like they're just right. spouting off uh, these very specific buzzwords they're hearing. And, mm -hmm. and again, I, you know, I'm the kind of person who says, okay, let's have an educated conversation. Can we sit down? Can we actually talk about uh, what's at stake here? And, I think that's what it comes down to. So when, if you were to have a general conversation with somebody about uh, campaign finance reform, you know, I think that most people mm -hmm. would say, well, no shit. Of course, I don't want a uh, corporate lobbyist uh, putting so much money, you know, uh, far more mm -hmm. money than American taxpayers even pay congressmen and women, you know, that obviously mm -hmm. is going to influence a vote. I mean, I think that any uh, even moderately intelligent person could recognize why that's a problem. Um, right. Mm -hmm. Now, now let me say that that's probably, I think, one of the issues that gets us into the true party system that we're in. Um, neither the DNC or the RNC want to get rid of uh, corporate money. I mean, you know, and that's mm -hmm. and that's why yeah. I think a lot of uh, progressives and young people feel like, like I said, that the DNC has pushed us out, um, pushed out our values um, as far as providing uh, universal health care. Um, more equity, uh, financial equity. Um, you know, it's, it's these, I think that people have felt like, oh, this is a really corrupt system. And so what's happening is a lot of people don't actually want to participate in the system. Um, and I mm -hmm. get it. And I do, I like really, really get that. Um, but again, the, and, and it's, it's so awful because I'm certainly not one of those people who says like the lesser of the two evils. Right. But what mm -hmm. I'm seeing is that in in my country we are we are losing any chance of ever having a legitimate democracy again 
And Mm -hmm. if that means that I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, then I'm going to run to the polls. COVID be damned. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, you know? Um, And I think that also, well, let's be real here. So when I look into Joe Biden, you know, like I said, a lot of us are Mm -hmm. like, oh, here's, he's another moderate. So is Kamala Harris, like whatever, you know, like nothing's going to change. The fact of the matter is things have changed so far in a completely insane direction that um, if we don't get back to center, you know, we're, we're screwed. And I think what the Mm -hmm. DNC did is they chose that moderate person to appeal to moderate Republicans, moderate Democrats, and then hoped that the progressives would like get on board. So the one Mm -hmm. way that they have actually reached out in some capacity, which I will give Joe Biden's campaign credit for, is he actually partnered with Bernie Sanders, uh, which there has been a massive, very excited base uh, behind Bernie Sanders for over eight years now, you know, (laughs) I mean, or, you know, for two cycles or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But I like he partnered with Bernie Sanders and they created an economic policy. Like it's like a 110 page document. And if you really dig into it, um, I think that they're at least trying to meet progressives somewhat you know like obviously mm-hmm. everything is not in there universal health care is not in there but they are trying to make steps to say let's at least get us in the right direction and so what i will mm-hmm. say about joe biden as again as much as i am frustrated at times with like the same old you know yeah is that he does have a history of bipartisanship um which is so mm-hmm. important in the climate that we're dealing with uh people have worked yeah. with him historically they do um they do appreciate his, uh, you know, his, his experience, um, you know, his history and, and that he is willing to work with others. You know, he, he is willing to not go in one extreme or the other. And um, like mm-hmm. I said, that may be difficult um, for some, some of us that would like to see the Democratic Party be a little more progressive, maybe, uh, like I said, meet young voters where they're at and their desires. However, what I will say and what I will give him props for is that he, I think that, you know, like in our family, our personal morals and values, like we're, we really teach this um, to our daughter, it's important to us, um, is that once you know better, you do better. And I think that he, for instance, like, let's be real here, his running mate that he chose called him out (laughs) on Mm -hmm. the national platform. on racial issues, you know, and this is where we're dealing with somebody who, and I'm not making excuses in any capacity. I trust me on that, but uh, we're talking Mm -hmm. about somebody who has been around for a very long time in a very different um, upbringing than some of us. And so things that he may have done, like reaching across party lines and doing things that um, people of color found to be, you know, awful and offensive, And he was called out on that. And then that's the woman who is his running mate. And if you were to actually go to his website and actually read about, um, they do have a pretty strong platform uh, for trying to assist uh, people of color, which Mm -hmm. I was actually kind of impressed with, you know, and um, Mm -hmm. let's be real here. I am a white woman, you know? um, Yeah. But at the same time, I, you know, I'd love to hear from other people on whether or not they think any of that will be helpful. Um, Also, Mm -hmm. as a um, privileged white woman, I think that it's important to acknowledge that, um, and I say this to people a lot, um, people don't like, what do they call it, um, identity politics, 
what they also don't understand about identity politics is that we have when when the little guy does better we all do better or by the little guy i mean like the least of us the people who are struggling the most and i say Mm -hmm. uh, i'm a white woman but i am a poor disabled white woman um and our family is queer as well so you know we we experience some of our own uh issues i think that what people don't realize is over the course of time the middle class ceased to exist we have fallen lower and lower on the totem pole as it were and i think mm-hmm. that sometimes what happens at least in our rural community with a bunch of other uh poor people is they see well i want you to help me or i'm really suffering so why should i care about anybody mm-hmm. else's suffering um which is really unfortunate because i think again education would show us that um if we have policies that help the income disparity for everybody, that's actually going to help the poor white person too. <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. it's, it's yeah. just such a strange, um, I mean, and, and it's back to a point that I made earlier, but let's be real here that they have this incredible propaganda campaign. And I'm not just talking about like the Republicans or the grand old party or anything like that. Uh, There's some big money behind trying to make people think that like your money's being taken away from you and it's your neighbor's fault that you're poor. And it's no, it's, I mean, this last COVID bill, the amount of money that went towards corporations that, and, and everybody except for poor people too, like really, really poor people got a $1,200 check. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's just awful. And I think um, really getting out, like our vote is literally one of the only things that I can even think of uh, that can mm-hmm. actually change maybe some of our experience. Um, but, but we're all down and out. <laughs> like this is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I doubt again, many of your listeners are, I mean, 0.01% is a very small facet of our, uh, you know, population. So I think what we really need to do is be coming together in this and saying like, okay, yeah, we all want to start from the beginning here. Um, But Mm -hmm. we, you know, we need to do a better job of not being influenced by people who don't have our best interests, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I just, I, I really struggle with, the how do we call it you know the the protest vote um in a in a time when so many people are at risk of losing all of their constitutional rights um yes you know if (laughs) if it weren't related to that then i then i could you know i could get i could get behind that put it this way if we were back with like you know like as a as an independent, I would say, would I have voted for McCain at one time? Maybe. Um, if, mm-hmm. if we were back to some of these elections, you know, where, where it's Obama McCain and like literally nothing really changed between whether, whether it had been Obama or McCain, uh, life would have gone on as usual. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it, we just, like I said, it's just a little game where we tick one or, you know, one side to the other, but, we're talking about um, 
I mean, it is that serious. Again, as a queer family, we are concerned about our, our general welfare, whether or not we're safe, um, whether or not mm-hmm. somebody is going to come after us, whether or not, um, you know, we're going to continue to be allowed to even live where we live or, mm-hmm. um, and, and the problem is we're dealing with a situation where people like us are, our, our rights are literally being infringed upon. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think that this is something that uh, your listeners do tend to get into a lot, but more of the propaganda is that somehow we've wrapped up so much of this, like, like Donald Trump doesn't care about you. And he also doesn't care about unborn babies. And he, he doesn't like, right. care, he doesn't care about any of these things that people are like, oh, you know, he has my values or, or whatever. Like, no, he doesn't. And and he and his campaign is just smart enough to know that, I mean, that's part of the propaganda machine. If we make you afraid mm-hmm. of words such as, you know, the progressive or the Democrats or, you know, and, and we make yeah. you see socialism and all this stuff, you know, if we tell you that, see, they're trying to murder babies, like that, it's it's meant to instill an emotional response from you and let me just Mm -hmm. say as a woman too people find that to be an interesting um because i'm autistic i don't tend to have the same emotional response to certain things as other people do um Mm -hmm. and so i think it helps to be able to like it's part of having a factual conversation with somebody there there tend to actually be a lot of like really intense right-wing men who I want to try to have this conversation with and all they mm-hmm. come at me with is very emotional responses, you know, and, yes. um, and none of them are actually based in any sort of logical, um, educated, you know, it's just something they heard that is meant to incite them. It's meant to make yes. them angry. It's meant to make them, uh, feel intimidated by someone like me. And, um, you know, it's meant to make them think that their rights are being taken away when that's mm-hmm. never actually going to happen. You know, um, right. mm-hmm. they they don't like words such as privilege because that would mean that they'd have to deal with some sort of introspection um, about mm-hmm. what that might mean or what their neighbor was actually going through. And uh, that's where empathy is really hard for people. You know, um, yeah, it, it's weird, though, because just acknowledging somebody else's struggle doesn't mean you haven't struggled or just acknowledging somebody Mm. else's um, experience doesn't diminish yours. You know, I, I just don't know Mm -hmm. why that's happening exactly, but I do think that a lot of it is coming from, um, you know, the mouthpieces, the, the, like I said, it's, it's an incredible propaganda machine. They do a wonderful job, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, making people afraid of days and making people afraid of all these different things, you know, um, the fact of the matter is when I talk about how like when the the least of us is doing better, we all do better. What they don't Mm -hmm. seem to understand is that like, for instance, um, Donald Trump has this way of saying like your religious rights are going to be infringed upon. What the only people's religious rights that are being infringed upon are people that are not uh, of a specific Christian faith, you know, um, And so really what's going to happen is, you know, if we really allow this to go in the direction that we're going, we are all going to have to be uh, following like what Mike Pence 
uh, and his wife believe, or, um, <laughs> you know, the, the current SCOTUS that they are, uh, or the current, um, nominee that they're looking at what is her name it's it's amy barrett or whatever um Mm -hmm. for instance like she firmly you know she actually believes that you know women uh should be uh and you probably know about this too i want to make sure i'm not speaking out of turn here but uh Mm -hmm. you know that that you're supposed to essentially be bowing to your husband's will and right um, and so yeah. again, I get that maybe that that is based on her faith. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we should just because that's based on her faith um, doesn't mean that we should all have to practice what Amy Barrett and her husband's faith entails. Um, right. So, cause that, I, I think it's like the misunderstanding of what freedom of religion actually means. You know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, Christians are not oppressed. They are absolutely able to, um, you know, practice in any way that they desire. Uh, there is literally a house, uh, maybe five down from mine that has a Jesus 2020 sign. Um, if your faith was yeah. really, uh, at risk here, um, and being able to practice your faith, you would not be able to have that sign outside of your house, you know? Right. And, yep. um, so again, it's, it's that these are people who, you know, they don't want the mosque on the corner or, uh, the synagogue and they don't want people um, to be able to openly practice um, their faith. What, what they really think that freedom of religion means is that my religion is the only religion. So mm-hmm. again, and we're talking about, you know, Joe Biden is Catholic. Um, he does not believe in uh, full abortion rights, but I also don't think um, that he is going to erode things that are uh, constitutionally um supported and mm-hmm. you know and, and that's really the key i think that what happens is people just don't like the fact that you know obviously they're willing to use the constitution when it supports something that they want but on the flip side mm-hmm. uh you know they don't like that the constitution allows for things such as uh gays to have civil unions or adopt children or do things that they consider to be reprehensible really because they're bigots not really because uh, right. Says so. So, yep. you know, again, that's really what's at stake here. I, yeah, it's, it's everyone's rights. And I'm not saying that like, even like, I mean, we're talking about every, everyone. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I fear, mm-hmm. of course, that, um, you know, the, the SCOTUS tends to lean right. Um, but I would still like to believe that it's not the extreme right. Um, and I am very concerned about a third nominee um, that yeah. may have extremist views. And and really, that's another point that I, I have tried to make because I've been reaching out to people, too, about voting and how important this is. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't just about the presidency. This isn't just about you, like, not liking Joe Biden. Like, we're talking about for generations mm-hmm. to come. We're talking about for our kids. Um our country in another four years, I mean, it already doesn't look like the country that I uh, know and love. Um, my yeah. partner uh, is an army veteran and, and he's, he's an independent. And I would honestly say that he is probably a moderate. He probably is a moderate conservative. Um, but mm-hmm. for him as a third generation veteran, and he's saying, you know, I volunteered to defend my country. This is not 
the America that I volunteered to defend. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's the whole point is like, you know, I, I encourage people to get out and vote and yes, to uh, vote for Joe Biden this time around, because, um, you know, again, I think it's a lack of education. This is not just about mm-hmm. voting for the president of the United States. We're talking about generations. So, um, you know, yeah. our household, um, again, in, in northern Michigan, we're voting for Dana Ferguson, who is a progressive Democrat. Um, we're mm-hmm. voting for Gary Peters, who's a very moderate Democrat. Um, we're mm-hmm. voting for Joe Biden, who is a very moderate Democrat, um, in hopes that there will be some um, progressive ideals brought in but also really to stop our country um, from infringing on our constitutional rights and values. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I've done the work. There, there's really, I may not agree with Joe Biden on everything. I think that we all know that there's not going to be uh, a candidate that we agree with everything, but right. when it comes down to um, seeing my country as the country I was raised uh, and educated to believe that it is uh, falling to fascism, uh, mm-hmm. I I have to do something, you know? And um, yes. so right now, really, that's why I say right now, we're just going to bring it back to center and we're going to hope that we can try to uh, do some damage control. And, mm-hmm. and again, this is the other thing though. When I was looking at Joe Biden's platform, it's not bad, you know, and like they no, said, he it's not. <laughs> has, he has reached across the line. He has, uh, yeah. you know, both ways, really. Um, but when he's, you know, he's talking about trying to incorporate some of these things so that uh, lower and middle class Americans don't have to suffer quite as much as we have. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's for white people and it's for people of color. It's, um, you mm-hmm. know, universal pre-K, which is huge, right? Um, it's Mm-hmm. Uh, women and families with uh, child care credits and support, um, disability rights, elderly care, you know, like, I mean, he, he's really, he's making an effort to see what it is that Americans are actually struggling with on a day-to-day basis. Um, he's mm-hmm. talking about higher wages, uh, 12 weeks paid leave. The things that I will always think are so crazy is that when we talk about 12 weeks paid leave, um, people are like, oh, that's insane. Every other industrialized nation has these, you know, has these benefits, has uh, a higher wage than we do. They have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a better, like, they live better lives than we do here in America. And we are supposedly the greatest country in the world. I, we cannot mm-hmm. keep saying that when there are literally children starving in America I, I just mm-hmm. cannot fathom um, the amount of gaslighting and mental gymnastics that it takes to support uh, anything to the contrary than, than trying to continue to lift up, um, you know, the lower and middle class Americans. Really, that's, mm-hmm. that's what, you know, and when I was talking to my mother, who's also, you know, like I said, a moderate Democrat, and this was, you know, the environment that I was raised in growing up, um, you know, we're a mm-hmm. union family. Uh, all of, you know, my grandfather was a postmaster. My mother was a, was a teacher, you know, and, uh, and, and these are union jobs and, you know, the whole bit. And, you know, I get that very like hardline, uh, you know, moderate democratic stance. And, and to me, the, it's kind of, this is kind of what my mom was getting at is 
Democrats have always stood for uh, middle class America, you know, and mm -hmm. and what is happening now is that middle class America is ceasing to exist. And, yeah. you know, and that's where the progressive wing comes out of is saying like, hey, we all did what we were supposed to do. We got an education. We did it. And then now I'm disabled and I'm suffering and I'm getting left behind or, you know, yeah. or I identify as queer or I'm whatever. And now I'm getting left behind. And then people saying that, you know, I've busted my ass in school and I'm still poor, <laughs> you know, where right. I can't buy yeah. a house and I don't get to have the American dream. And so I think that's where the progressives get frustrated with the Democratic Party. But at the same time, you know, Joe Biden is actually making some sort of a leap to try to acknowledge what, like I said, lower uh, and middle class Americans are going through. Because, you mm -hmm. know, if if you want to keep us working, we need universal pre-K. If you want to keep us working, we need yeah. uh, some help with child care. Uh, we, mm -hmm. you know, when we're dealing with, uh, and again, not just uh, for poor white people, but uh, when we're talking about the uh, the inequality in housing, <laughs> you know, and yeah. that there is, especially in Northern Michigan, but everywhere, there is little to yep. no affordable housing. And mm -hmm. again, how are you going to keep people working when they don't know where they're going to live, how they're going to feed their families? And so I, I will give him credit. Um, you know, that he is really trying to make some strides in, you know, like the payment or the Paycheck Fairness Act, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, and again, I even think that saying that no new taxes on anybody who's making less than $400,000 a year is generous, <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. again, for most of us down here, that is an astronomical amount of money. Most of us yeah. don't see six digits a year, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, and, mm -hmm. and that's the whole thing is like, again, I, I wish that people would stop defending uh, and, and fighting so hard for people who are living a pretty comfortable life. Um, yep. you know, it, it, it's really sad, really, to see that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, th the other part, too, and where I would say that Joe Biden is trying to meet, um, you know, meet progressives where they're at, like, although I don't agree, for instance, with his stance on fracking and other things. Um, he still mm -hmm. is trying to take some initiative on, uh, you know, going green. And as everyone often says, mm -hmm. like, you know, how the other side can even try to uh, demonize <laughs> trying to, uh, you know, leave, leave a healthier environment for our children is, is beyond me. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, he, he's trying to make some strides in uh, eliminating, uh, you know, fossil fuel dependency and eliminating uh, emissions. And, you know, he, he also is trying to put more money into, for instance, any sort of new infrastructure, but also uh, working on old infrastructure to uh, make things more green, such as schools and all of these, um, you know, these cities that have been left behind by, you know, with all these like old rotting uh, factories and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think he's, he's making a point to try to address the concerns. I just wish that young people would also, instead of just uh, feeling, it, not just young people, progressives as well, instead of just feeling disenfranchised, um, let's do the research, let's be involved, whether that means mm -hmm. running for office or, you know, reaching out to your congressperson or your president, um, 
to say, okay, so I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to vote for you. You know, you, you're working for me and you're working for my vote. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, at this point at this election, I think it is our only option. And I really hope that people see that it's funny again, it's not the, the lesser of the two evils. It is, this is the only option. And, Mm -hmm. um, and again, we're talking about somebody who, who tries to be very bipartisan, reach across the aisle. He tries to work with others. And once he knows better, he does better. He, he's not just mm-hmm. going to stay so stuck in, you know, well, this is how I've always done it or whatever, you know? Right. So um, yep. I, I've got to trust in him at this point, but, it, but the worst that can happen is I won't lose my constitutional rights. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, so I would say that uh, sticking with Joe Biden is, is the way to go, you know? And uh, I, I just hope that other people see reason. I just, oh, this is, this is really tough. You know, it is scary. I, there are times, just like you said, towards the beginning, I have, I do have more hope. You know, I do see, like I said, uh, Republicans and progressives and, you know, young people coming out for Biden. I see veterans, like I said, our family and, and many others coming out for Biden and, you know, I just, I, I hope that people will probably, you know, turn off the TV and stop listening to all the, the propaganda. Um, yeah. And really just, this is, this is about our constitutional rights. And if that isn't mm-hmm. enough to make you get out and vote and vote for Joe Biden, then I don't know, God help us, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm so glad you shared all of this today because I mean, you and I, um, you know, we come from this a little bit differently sure. and yeah. I wanted to bring, you know, I wanted to bring you on just to, to make your case. And, yeah. you know, I, have I done that? Did people, I rant too much? You, you <laughs> no, you did a great job and I think you hit all the important points. And, and, you know, I, like I said in the beginning, I don't think anybody can honestly say they're thrilled that Joe Biden got the nomination. However, as you pointed out, and this is what I've thought from the beginning, coming back to center is what we need right now. Yeah. Um, right now, we are heading toward an extreme right. And yeah. it's it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. It is life and death for a lot of people. A lot yes. of people will not survive four more years of this. Yeah. And... I, we all know, I think Joe Biden will be a one-term president. He is a transitional president. He is not the, you know, the end game whatsoever. He is there just to bring us back to, um, to a place that feels, <laughs> yes, a place that feels safe, a place where we, we're not waking up every day with ex- existential dread, wondering yes. what the president is going to do today. Yes. Um, and that is what we need. We need, I we needed some time to recover from this. I think not just as a country, but as individuals, I know this has been a very traumatizing four years for a lot of people and being able to mentally, spiritually, physically recover from all of this is something that, you know, if nothing else, having Joe Biden in office will allow people to breathe again. Yes. And, take time to recuperate from this nightmare and I don't think that a lot of us could really handle four more years of what we've just experienced because I I firmly believe if we thought the first term was bad 
we haven't seen anything yet. I agree. And I'm, it's terrifying. So I'm really pleased when I see people, because I mean, you're, you're, you are a very progressive person and, and I know, cause you know, we're friends and, um, you're local to me. So we meet up in real life too. And we're friends on Facebook and stuff. And, you know, I know from our conversations that you were really hoping, um, for, for a different outcome. Sure. Yep. And, you know, to see people who had that fervent hope that Bernie Sanders or, or another candidate might get the nomination saying, you know, voting for Joe Biden is the right call. It's encouraging to me. And, I'm hoping that other people will listen because there are still, I think they are becoming the minority, but there are still those people out there who are still so angry that their candidate didn't get the nomination that they're just going to throw it all away. And it's like, to me, that just smacks of entitlement. It's like, who do you think you are that your vote, that your precious ideals matter more than someone else's life? life. Well, and it's funny you say that too, because, and I encourage people, if I may, to say, Uh, I also, I did put together um, an email out to uh, friends of mine that I wasn't sure whether they did or didn't vote and um, to say, Mm -hmm. and and truly, I didn't even tell people who to vote for. That was not part of it. It was, like I said, totally Mm nonpartisan, just like the, you know, getting out the youth vote event in Charlevoix on October 3rd. But um, Mm -hmm. is the fact that, like, I just wrote Mm -hmm. to people and I said, I don't know whether or not you vote. This is incredibly, I said, and normally I I'm I might be very vocal on Facebook, but I'm not going to like uh, personally say to people like, are you voting? Are you, you know, like I don't uh, accost people with my political values. And, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did say, are you getting out to vote? Are you registered? Why aren't you? If, if not, why not? Um, I, yeah. I don't even care who you're voting for. I just hope that you will get out and vote. And, um, Mm -hmm. uh, thankfully for me, for my, you know, circle, I was pleasantly surprised by how many people were like, absolutely. I'm getting out to vote and very passionate Mm -hmm. about it. And also saying like, this election is so important, um, for the amount of people who said, Hey girl, I got your back. Even though, like I said, I didn't even say for, for whom I was, but I did say, you know, our family is very concerned, uh, about our safety. And we think that this, uh, election is very important and we hope that you, um, we'll get out the vote, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, but it was also mm-hmm. trying to meet people and say, what are your barriers? Do you need a ride? You know, do you know how to register? What do you need? Because I will support mm-hmm. you. I don't care who you're voting for, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so that's, that's kind of been my way of, uh, saying, Hey, it's really important. Um, voting is so important. And, um, mm-hmm. also trying to reach, you know, I wish that more people would do that just because it's, it's the shows that, this is our civic duty. Um, I know it's mm-hmm. like I said, I know it's not sexy. <laughs> I know it's not, you know, right. I know it's not fun. It's, it may seem like a burden to people, but um, what people need to understand is this is affecting your neighbor. This is affecting your mm-hmm. friends This is affecting your family. And um, I mean, really it's, it's any marginalized community at this point is, is going to be hurt uh, by another four years. I mean, they have already been hurt. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, like you're saying, I mean, it's privilege in and of itself to say, um, you know, I, I'm not going to vote for him because I'm, I'm upset that I didn't get my way or I'm not going to vote yeah. for him because I don't agree with everything or, um, you know, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I have to believe this is one of those instances where I have to have hope and I have to believe in, 
the American people that they can see beyond the garbage uh, that is being mm-hmm. spewed at us, and that yeah. that I believe, you know, it's 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 funny, you know, you get all these people who they always want to say all lives matter. Well, guess what? My life matters too. And um, Mm -hmm. just like, you know, my black neighbor and my brown neighbor and my gay neighbor and, you know, female, male, trans, whatever it might be like, okay, so if if all lives matter, then you know that a vote for Trump is not going to um, ensure that my life is safe or that my life matters, you know, and uh, I really, Mm -hmm. I, I really need to believe, like I said, I need to believe in the American people that they can see through this garbage and that they will do the right thing because, mm-hmm. um, and this is one thing I, I do fervently agree with, which is um, I do believe that this election is for the soul of this nation. Um, I, mm-hmm. I have to and yeah. desperately want to believe um, that we are better, that uh, we will do better. And um uh, you know, I say this too, as uh, my father was a veteran, my grandfather was a veteran, both served in wartime. Like I said, my partner is a veteran. Uh, his dad mm-hmm. was, uh, is retired career military and his grandfather served as well. And I just think that, you know, and my, my dad and my grandfather passed and I just can't imagine that this is even a recognizable country to, if, yeah. if we were here to see it. And, um, you know, yeah. I, I just... Mm-hmm. You know, I you, you have these things that you believe. I mean, some of it's stuff we're taught, but I, I have to. We can't continue to say we're the greatest country in the world when our own people, uh, like I said, are starving. Our own people are suffering and our own yeah. people are afraid uh, to be themselves or walk out their door or, you know, I I just I, I have to believe in the American people because I don't know what other option there is for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, I would like America to be the country that we like to believe it is, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you I know, want America to fight for us to be the country that we've been told yes. that it is, you know, like, and yeah. like I said, for everybody, right. The land of opportunity yeah, for, for everybody. everybody. And, uh, and, mm-hmm. and because that's the thing, again, when you're living in a privileged place, it's very hard for you to see that, the rest of us don't uh, enjoy the same uh, privilege that you do. Um, mm-hmm. And the rest of us, you know, it's, mm-hmm. oh, man, yeah. the, this is a, this is a really difficult time. And it's a really difficult time to be an American. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I just hope people do the right thing. And uh, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so too. And I think that conversations like this and, and people like you sharing, what and you shared you know you you were passionate about it and you were informed and you shared why you're voting the way you are and i hope that the people who are still on the fence are listening because there is so much at stake there's so much at stake and i have a very hard time with people who want to say that i'm progressive (laughs) but but I don't care enough about other people's lives and their well-being to vote, you know, to cast a vote that I might not like, you know, but will allow these people to live and, and will right. ensure that, you know, if nothing else, that things aren't going to get worse yes. for people. Yeah. 
Um, I have a very hard time with people who say they're progressive and, and believe that they're entitled to sit this one out. So I hope that people are listening and I hope that they will do the right thing. I hope that, you know, we can eventually live up to the ideals that we as a country claim to hold. Absolutely. Uh, it's time to stop being shocked when we hear yes. about these terrible <laughs> things that oh are happening gosh. in the country. It's like, yeah. You know, when we hear, you know, I remember hearing about kids in cages and people were like, this isn't who we are. I'm like, no, this is exactly who we are. And this is who we have been for a very long time. Yes. And, you know, when people hear about, um, you know, police brutality and they're so shocked that it's happening. This isn't who we are. No, this is who we are. (laughs) You know, and it's time to to stand up and be motivated to change yeah. it, you know? And, and again, yeah. and that's what I was getting at too. With, we're not just talking about Joe Biden here, get out the vote, right? go to the polls, you know, learn about your, and again, it's like, it's not sexy or something. Learn about your congressmen, like, and, yeah. and women, you know, like uh, do the work, you know, don't, mm-hmm. don't sit this one out. It's so important. And again, it's privileged to act like it's not important. Um, yeah. because there are those of us who are very much affected by the choices that uh, not only the president is making, but the, the Supreme Court and Congress. And I just, oh, this, mm-hmm. God, God yeah. help us. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, before we go, um, why don't you share again where the, oh, okay. um, about the event in Charlevoix? Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So um, this is mostly for young people. Um, well, it's it's a bunch of us old fuddy-duddies, right? Trying to, I never <laughs> felt so old until I somehow got all wrapped up in this youth, uh, you know, getting out the, the vote in Michigan. So <laughs> the, the Facebook page yeah. is uh, Youth Vote Michigan, that's M-I. And it's going to be um, in East Park in Charlevoix. Um, and that's not just for Charlevoix people. We're just trying to get uh, help people get registered to vote, um, ages 18 mm-hmm. uh, through 25 in particular, that demographic, um, because also with COVID, they weren't able to, um, a lot of schools actually will register, like help their seniors register to vote. So because of COVID mm-hmm. this year, that wasn't able to happen. Um, and so we're trying mm-hmm. to get people to get together um, Saturday, October 3rd from 11 to 1 uh, for this nonpartisan networking event. Um, and again, that's East Park and Charlevoix. But uh, there, there are going to be some young people speaking about, you know, things like why that's important. Um, and, and if anything, this, you'd, you'd think that all, all young people, parents and so on and so forth would want to uh, be engaged in our electoral process. So uh, mm-hmm. October 3rd, East Park um, in Charlevoix. And we really, really hope that people will come out and, and do what we, you know, this, this is, this is our job as citizens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes. let's, let's get our young people registered. So thank you awesome. for letting me uh, rant. I, I sometimes don't know where to put my passion. This is a really hard time. <laughs> so, yeah, so it is. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing. Um, absolutely. And hopefully people listen and do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, thank right. you everyone for listening and uh, stay safe out there. And uh, we're all going to get through this together. And uh, I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.